1981, the year I was born and the start of the millennial generation. This is a podcast for the next generation of venture capitalists. I'm your host, Elizabeth Krauss, and I'm a founding partner at MergeLane. MergeLane invests in exceptional pre-seed to Series A startups and early stage venture capital funds. And because we've seen the data, we only invest in opportunities led by at least one female leader. I love asking questions, and as an emerging manager, I've had more than enough of them. I started this podcast to find some answers. Enjoy the episode. Hey, all. Thanks for joining us. I'm Elizabeth Krauss, and I was reminded of something today that I've learned many times, and just when I thought I was getting better at it, (laughs) realized that it's a constant work in progress. So about five years ago, I came home after what had become a typical day. I woke up at 5 a.m. so that I could get a early morning workout in before back-to-back meetings. And I came home about 45 minutes after I had planned because life never seems to fit in perfectly scheduled boxes. And I found that the groceries that I had delivered at the time in which I thought I was going to be home had been smashed into my doormat, smashed all over my front door and strewn all over my driveway by what I would assume was a bear. And I was starving because I was running from meetings to meeting and didn't have time to eat a quality meal. And the meal that I had hoped to prepare for dinner was all over my driveway and I just lost it. And my husband came home at about the same time that I did. And I just unleashed on him because clearly it had to be his fault somehow. Clearly it was not my fault. And that snowballed into a 45 minute fight, which resulted in a night of tossing and turning and insomnia. And I got about four hours of sleep. And that was a cycle that I had gone through in different shades and colors many times over the previous 10 years, because it's in my nature to try to do as much as I possibly can. And I want to accomplish as much as I can pack into a day. And so I schedule things back to back, but life just doesn't work that way. You have to have room for the unexpected. And as our portfolio has grown, that has become much more clear because we have more companies and our companies are maturing and things that we don't expect just come up. And so that bear strewing the groceries all over my driveway was the straw that broke the camel's back moment for me. And I decided it was time for me to learn how to live off of the brink of disaster. And I would say that I've done a pretty good job of that. I cut way back on a lot of my volunteer activities. When people would ask me to do give first things, I have mostly said no, which I feel badly about. I have a lot of guilt about, but I just decided that every yes that I gave was going to be a no to myself, to my family, to our portfolio. And a lot of opportunities come up for me to give first that are just organic and happen sort of last minute and are a lot easier for me to absorb 
than what I used to do, which was a lot of scheduled panel speaking and things like that. And I just take fewer meetings. I'm very choosy about the meetings that I take. And I fill a lot of the random coffee meetings that I used to do with time to help our portfolio, take care of myself, et cetera. But sometimes, like today, I have this unusual sense of boredom. So I never run out of things to do. I never check off everything on my to-do list. But I've learned now that I've scheduled more wiggle room for myself that there's a lot of things that I used to say that I didn't have time to do that, frankly, I just don't want to do. For instance, we need to fix some paperwork for one of our investors because they got divorced and their spouse filled out the paperwork incorrectly. And this has been on my to-do list for like two weeks. It's annoying because I know I'm going to have to call this person 20 times because they're not very responsive and I'm going to have to get with my lawyer. It's just a headache. So today I didn't schedule a lot of meetings because for whatever reason, Mondays tend to be the days that unexpected things come up and nothing did come up today. And so I was forced to do that annoying task that I've been putting off. The other thing that this has made me realize is that I am addicted to adrenaline. So the last month has been more like my previous life when I was constantly living on the brink of disaster because we moved. I mentioned this in the previous episode, but we're building a house in Helena, Montana, and the real estate market is incredibly good right now where we previously owned a home in Boulder, Colorado. So we decided to sell our house close to a year before we will actually move into our new house. And so that was a very lucrative decision for us. I'm glad we made the decision, but it was a huge headache because we had to find a rental and move into the rental, put our stuff in storage, all those things. And so every moment of free time that I wasn't working, I was spending time moving and something unexpected came up. I also mentioned in the previous episode that I had a cyst removed that we thought was benign. And it turns out it was what was called a borderline tumor, which isn't technically cancer, but can cause problems in the future if it comes back. And that put me into a major tailspin. I had to go to three different oncologists and work to get appointments with them. And during a time when I had absolutely zero bandwidth and I managed to make it through and I realized that I get a high on being able to fit all those things in when I had absolutely no time on my schedule. And that is one of the things that makes me a very good entrepreneur, but it's also one of the things (laughs) that makes me self-destruct because I do all those things at the cost of sleep and personal care. And when I got off of that month of chaos, my body felt totally exhausted. 
And during that entire month, I kept thinking, all I want is a day to just have nothing scheduled and to just be able to catch up on all the things I want to catch up on. So I crashed and burned, was able to get some sleep, recovered. And today was really the first day in probably eight weeks where I have been able to live off of the brink of disaster. And I felt bored. And the whole day I kept thinking, what else should I be putting into my schedule? Should I see if I could meet some of our investors that I want to catch up with for happy hour? Should I open the bank account that I need to open? Should I try to schedule those doctor's appointments that need to be done sometime in the next four months? But now that I have open time today, maybe I could get on a last minute appointment. But I just kept telling myself, don't do it. You need a day to just catch up on things. And lo and behold, it is almost 7 p.m. I have been moving since 4 a.m., I haven't really enjoyed the day. It was all boring catch-up stuff, but I'm really glad that I didn't schedule anything else because I got all that stuff off of my to-do list and I can just sit and have a nice dinner and get some sleep tonight because the rest of my week is fairly packed with stuff. And so I don't know that I really have a conclusion, but I just kind of wanted to share the thought that as your portfolio grows and matures, I think it's really important to learn how to live off of the brink of disaster and learn how to have some days where you don't have that adrenaline rush and you can just catch your breath. I think part of why I love being a venture capitalist and being involved with entrepreneurs is that I do get that adrenaline rush because there's so much going on and there's so many things that I could do. And everyone around me is moving very fast. And I think if I completely cut that out of my life, I would lose a lot of my fulfillment. And so I think my perfect scenario and the thing that I'm really striving for is to carve out a life where I can have maybe two to three days a week that are adrenaline packed, fun, interactive, and then have two to three days a week where I can just catch my breath. And if you guys have any tips for how to maintain that, I'd love to hear them. I also want to just reiterate what I said before, which is that Every yes that you say is a no to something else. Now that I've kind of got through this health scare and the move, I'm going to take another inventory of the things that I want to say yes to and the things that I want to say no to. I'm excited because I think I can say yes to some more things. I've been spending a lot of time on me lately. And I think it would feel really good to spend some time helping other people. And one thing that I've really learned over the past year is that I get a lot of energy from being around other people. 
And even though I am an introvert, I do need those shots of extroversion. And I also get a lot of energy out of helping other people. Sometimes when I feel like I'm totally drained and I have nothing more to give, the opportunity to help somebody else is actually what pulls me out of that feeling. So thanks for listening. Hope this helps you and your thinking. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, please take a minute to share this episode or rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more and to apply for the Fund 81 BC Forum, check out fund81.com. That's F-U-N-D-8-1.com. Until next time.